I just have something that's really, uh, really short, really simple. That's on my heart this morning, but I feel like it, it's important for us to kind of get into here together before we kind of uh, break bread, break open the hot dogs together and go into the water baptism to, together. So I just want to get into that, but just something really simple on my heart. I'm really glad to be able to spend this time. If you want to find out more about me, about my wife and our ministry, you can go to releasinglife.com. That's our website, releasinglife.com. That's all I'm going to say because I just want to get into moving on with the other things that are happening today. So as we're looking at uh, water baptism, really what's on my heart is to kind of give us a reason why water baptism matters, why today is a big deal, and uh, try to explore that a little bit with us. And then we have some people that are already set and jumping in the water but I want you to know that if you're here, you just showed up coming and you don't mind getting wet and you want to get water baptized today, it's going to be open invitation that you can do that as well. But it's good for us to know why this even matters and uh, look at some of that together. And so as I'm going to start looking at that, I want you to go in your Bibles to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, if you have your Bibles or your phones or whatever. I'm just going to read it. You guys may not have brought them with you because we're at the park, but Second Corinthians 5.17, the Bible says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Everybody say new. new. I want to talk to you guys today a little bit about our new normal. Our new normal. I'm going to take a moment and pray and we'll get into this. God, I thank you so much that old things pass away. And that with Jesus, new things spring forth. They come about. New things happen. And we just thank you for possibilities. We thank you for your heart for us. And as we kind of explore this together, I ask that you would give us the ability to uh, understand your heart. To know the depths of your love for us. And be able to enter into that love and have that love enter into us today. So that we can live the life that Jesus died for us to live. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. To kind of set kind of a little bit of the foundation of, of why water baptism. I'm actually not doing a message on water baptism. I just want to give you kind of context and a backdrop for why water baptism even matters while we're getting ready for that. Uh, I, I want to start with a story. I remember when I was, uh, I was 14 years old and there was a knock that came at my door. I grew up in Georgia, in America, and, and when this knock came out the door, it was late at night, I came to the door, and I remember being shocked, because there, standing at my door, was one of my best friend's uncles, and he had tears that were streaming down his face, and I was in shock because of who this guy was. You see, this guy was uh, kind of the life of the party kind of guy. He always had a, a different lady on his arm and a beer in his other hand. And, you know, he was at all the parties. He always seemed to be laughing and smiling and, and having a great time. And so I would never, in my wildest imagination, think that he would be standing at my door with tears streaming down his face. I, I, it was it totally caught me off guard. And I asked him what was going on. And he said, I don't even know how I got here. He said, I am tired of living. Wow. He said, I was driving. I'm 14 years old. This is a grown man talking to me. Okay? 
in my front porch. So he said, I was driving down the highway and I decided this is it. I'm going to end my life. And he said, I picked out the car. I'm sorry to get heavy right away, but this is a really big deal. He, he said, I picked out a car that I was going to end my life with. I had chosen a car I was going to run, ram my car into. And he said, I don't even know how I got in your driveway. He said, I picked the car out, and the next thing I know, I'm in your driveway. And then he said these words to me. He said, I know you. I know your life. I know what you grew up with. I know something has changed in you. He said, I don't know what you have, but whatever you have, I want it. And he did know me. You see, this, this guy grew up with my mom and my, my aunt, my mom's sister. And he knew that we had this background of and really deep poverty. He knew that my uh, grandfather was an alcoholic and uh, abused my grandmother for, physically for many years. And he knew that that changed, but he also knew that my family was in deep poverty. It was kind of an environment where... Uh, if, if you understand what white trash means, it was kind of that kind of environment where there was a very, very poor area. Uh, he knew that my mom and dad got divorced when I was a baby and that my mom had been married several times already until that point in my life. And uh, she ended up, she married five men. It was seven marriages and five men. But she hadn't got that far yet. But she had, she had, he knew that she had her own journey she went through because of the background she came in. And that led her trying to find love in her life that brought her on this own journey. She, he knew that my dad was dying of cancer. He knew that my brother uh, almost died from coming down with uh, type 1 diabetes. He knew that uh, the, the, the area that we lived in, there were people that were 12, 13 years old that were having abortions. He, knew, he may have known that I smoked three packs of cigarettes a day he may have known that I was doing drugs. I, in middle school, we used to meet across the middle school and smoke pot before we went to school in the morning. He may have known that. I don't know all the things he knew about me, but he said, I knew your life. He knew where I was coming from. And he was like, there's something that changed in you. There's something that happened because he knew where I came from. And he knew how I lived. He knew my family. And he was right. Something did change, but it, it wasn't my circumstances, because I was still in those same kind of circumstances. But what had changed is the circumstances were no longer in me. Even though I was in the circumstances, the circumstances weren't in me. You see, what's in you is what determines the context of your life and the potential that you can go into. That what's in you is what guides your life. And if your circumstances are what are in you, if those circumstances are limiting you, then you will be limited. But you can be in limiting circumstances without those circumstances limiting you. And so what uh, the, I think my microphone just went off. Or I stepped in dead spot. Okay, there I am. I'm back. I'm back, everybody. <laughs> There's a spot right there I got to watch out for. So I had a change of something that was in me so that what was in me was bigger than what was outside of me. And so that from that, if you're in a place where your, your inside is bigger than your outside, then what's in starts pushing out. And then you find that your circumstances will end up 
changing. It may not be immediate, but your circumstances don't control you, and you can see those things begin to alter, right? And so he saw something changed in you. And whatever you got, I want it. And from that, my circumstances did change. As my life continued on, I'm about to celebrate my 15th anniversary. Married to one woman. She's amazing. And we have two beautiful daughters. And I've been able to travel to places all over the world and to share the love of Jesus with people. I have a published book that's used by people all over the world. I get to work, as was uh, mentioned earlier, one of the things I get to do is work in a ministry called Global Awakening that is very difficult to exaggerate the influence that ministry is having on the planet. And I get to meet incredible people just like Pastor Tina here and all these others that come through and speak into their lives and share life together. And when you look at where I come from, no one would look at that kid and go, now that kid's got potential. One day, that kid's going to do some great stuff. Why? Because we judge by the outside. We judge by the circumstances somebody's in when we don't always see what's inside of the person. And I feel like there's some people here that you're inside of some circumstances and God wants to free you from those things being inside of you. And now, being in this particular context, you've heard some... Worship music happening. Amazing. Incredible team they have up here. I think we got a CD coming out by that. Coming out soon. Do you know the name of it? The CD? Not yet. Not yet? Okay, they're working on the title of the name. You guys stay tuned. It's coming. It's private. Okay. It's coming up. You guys want to get that for sure. Uh, and you heard... Uh, Pastor Tina talking about some of the things that happened yesterday with the church. So if this is your first time here, if you didn't know yet, I'm, I'm not the senior pastor. The, the guy who had hair up here, he's the senior pastor, <laughs> him, him and Pastor Tina. And uh, so you should go and check out their church. They're amazing people. This is an incredible church. I love this place. And uh, you, being in this environment, you wouldn't be at all, no one here would be at all surprised to say that what changed in my life was Jesus. Okay? And when... Jesus came in, he began to show me that I was living in a context I thought was my normal. I thought, this is my normal life, and that's what that guy noticed. That's what my friend's uncle, he knew my normal circumstances. When Jesus came in, he said, I want to offer you a new normal. I want to offer you a life with me that changes everything. And I just want to just briefly show you what this is and what it means and why it changed inside of me, why that matters for the water baptism today, because this is so important for us to understand that Jesus is not a religion. He's not a nice idea. He's not just simply some historical figure. He is someone that changes lives. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and he's got a plan for you. So the reason that Jesus changed me and it was noticeable to someone I didn't know who was watching me. I didn't know he was, you know, people are watching you. I didn't know he was watching me. Uh, the reason it was noticeable was because of what Jesus began to do on the inside of me. One of the things he began to do is he began to show me that he has perfect love for me. 
And the reason that is significant is because many of the, the things we do in life is trying to find our value, trying to show that we're worth being loved, trying to find love. And so we live our lives trying to get love from somewhere so that we know that we have a life worth living. If I know somebody wants me, if I know that I'm loved, if I, if I know that, then I can feel like I have some kind of value and it's worth living. And so here's what happened is, is Jesus said, I am the proof that you are loved. See, the Bible says in John 3:16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The Bible does not say that God was so angry at the world that he sent Jesus. But listen, the Bible also does not say, I'm going to prove my love to you by giving you the best family that you could have. You see, some of us, we look at where we came from to know that we're loved. If God must love so-and-so more than me because they have this kind of background. Wow. He, he didn't say, I'm going to show that I love you because I'm going to make sure that you have great economic status. We don't look at our bank account to know that we're loved. The Bible doesn't say, I'm going to prove my love to you by making sure that you're the most gifted person around. But we do this stuff. We look at our circumstances because our circumstances have got inside. We've let our circumstances get inside our hearts to tell us who we are and who we're not. When Jesus says, I see who you are. I know who I made you to be and I know how valuable you are. How valuable are you? You're worth dying for. You see, Jesus, he, he didn't want to live without you, so he didn't. He wanted you. He thought the idea of living in eternity without you wasn't worth it. He thought you were worth dying for. So we can look at his perfect love and know I'm worth dying for. How would you live if you knew you were worth dying for? How would you see yourself? How would you engage life? Would you seek other people and say, I hope somebody likes me so I can like myself? No, you wouldn't need to do that because you'd already like yourself. You would know you're not an accident. You're not a mistake. You would know your life is worth living because Jesus died so you could. When you know you're loved, it changes everything. It just deter it depends on where do you go to find that. If you're going to a circumstance or if you're going to a person, they they're the ones that are going to give you your love. They're the ones that's going to give you your value. Then you've placed them as an idol. You've made them as God in your life. And now you put the pressure on them in order to validate you. Something they were never supposed to do. Jesus said, I am the evidence that you're loved. That changed something in me. Another thing that Jesus did inside of me is he gave me purpose. Somebody say purpose. purpose. You know, you're not created to just exist. Just to go through the motions, breathe in and out. You're not created just to be a nice person. You are created for a reason. One reason is to have genuine relationship with your Creator. But the Bible also tells us that God has created good works, things that are on His heart for you to do, for you to be a part of. And He began to show me 
This is what you're born into. It's not the evidence of my love or my purpose for you. This is just what you're born into. Now, I want you to be born into me and let me take you into what you're created for. You see, what he put inside of me is I've got something more for you. And it begins by me giving my life to my life to Jesus and saying, I want your plan for my life. I don't want to just live. I don't want to just go through the motions. I don't want to just try to not think about dying one day until I get there. I want to actually engage life. He gave me purpose. And I want you here to know that God's got purpose for you. You're not an accident. You're not a mistake. You're God's dream come true. And He made you with a plan. God designed you to be alive for now. You're not in the wrong time. I really feel like somebody needs to hear that. You're not in the wrong time period. You're where you're at right now. And God's got a purpose for you here. Okay? Another thing that Jesus did is He gave me promise. He gave me a promise. You see, the Bible says, we, we quote a little bit, part part of the scripture earlier, John 3.16, but the rest of it says those who believe in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. You see, Jesus came and He gave a promise to me that this isn't all there is. <laughs> I'm going to be around for a very long, 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 long time. And things just get better from here. And when you know that your life is a part of a bigger picture, when you know that your life is a part of something that has longevity to it, it changes the way that you engage life. You move from survival mode into transformation. You're not just trying to survive through the day. Now you enter into, I have a reason to be alive, and what I do matters even in eternity. So now you begin to gear your life towards things that matter in the years, a thousand years from now. And I was like, how do you think about a thousand years from now? It's not my idea. He's the one who invited me. So he gave me promise. He gave me a promise. And then one other thing, I'm going to wrap this up here with you, is uh, he also gave me power. Somebody say power. You see, Jesus said, I'm going to be with you even to the end of this age, moving on into eternity. I'm going to be with you. And I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. And I'm going to empower your life. So, you see, when I was living in those circumstances, I was limited to what I could accomplish. And that's why no one would look and go, that kid's got potential, because they're looking at, what is around me and maybe not recognizing what is coming in to empower me. But when you have relationship with Jesus, all of a sudden you have a genuine connection with the, the wisest, kindest, most intelligent being to ever exist. And he's interested in doing life with you. He's got some ideas for you. He's got, I talked about earlier, that purpose. He's got a purpose for you. And so as we learn to listen to Him, as we learn to receive from Him and do life together, then all of a sudden we are empowered by His Spirit and by His wisdom to do more 
than what we should have been able to do. I'm living at a, a level of life now that if you would have seen me as a child, you would think that would never be possible for him. And I'm just getting started. And what my, my point of this is my friend saw this in my life. And I just feel like God wants to help us to recognize that He has a new normal for us. You see, in this new normal, you're not insecure because you know you're loved. It's time to stop thinking that humility and insecurity are the same thing. In this new normal, you have hope. Because you're not alone and you're empowered. In this new normal, you're not proud. Because once you know that you're loved, then you can see the value in other people. Until you know that you're loved, then your whole life is about trying to make yourself valuable. And so to do that, you have to push other people down. Or you have to feel insecure and run away from people. One of the two. It's all about trying to find your own love. But once you find your own love and you know you're worth dying for, then you're free to see the value in someone else without feeling threatened by them or without belittling them. Now I can see your value. I can look at a child who's in my same circumstances and say, that kid has got potential. I can see who that kid really is, even if they can't. Because I've been freed to see. You see, in a new normal, you have purpose. In a new normal, you have God's help. In a new normal, you have a promise for God on your life. When you, in a new normal, you have perfect love. God is inviting you into a new normal. He has a normal way of living. I was playing with some children one day. And uh, when I was doing this, I was doing an after-school program, and I, I was standing on my hands. And uh, when I was doing that, just playing with the kids, I just felt like God spoke to me. If you don't know God talks to you, He really wants to. So He talked to me in that moment, and He said, My ways are like this. And later on in prayer, I said, God, what are you talking about? And He said, When you were standing on your hands, it looked like everybody else was on their heads, and they were upside down. But the truth was, you were. And he said, people look at my ways and they think they're upside down and they're backwards. But the truth is, I'm the one who created how things function and the whole world is on its head. You see, there is a normal that we're invited into. There is an existence, a way of life, a way of thinking that we're invited into. And the one we're invited into is the one who created how it's supposed to function. His normal is the right normal. God is trying to get us out of an abnormal existence and into His normal. Our new normal is what we were made for. It's what Jesus died and rose from the dead to give. That's what it says in Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, speaking about water baptism. We were buried, therefore, with him through baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we might walk in the newness of life. God has a new normal for you. As we enter into water baptism today, 
It is really significant about entering in with Christ, dying to who we weren't created to be, and coming up into a new life. Coming up into a new normal. I want to ask you to close your eyes for just a moment. Mm. Yes, I smell the hot dogs. Focus. A little bit longer. I'm almost done. I want to ask you a question. Very personal. Even those, if you can hear me outside of under the tent here, I want to, everybody that can hear my voice, I want to ask you a question. Just there with your eyes closed. Please pay attention for just a moment. I want to ask you about this new normal. I want to ask you if you want this new normal. I want to ask you this question. And I want you to be honest. Everyone listen real quick. Let me ask you this question. Are you right with God? You see, the entry point into the new normal is to ask Jesus to be in charge of your life. And there might be some people here that you went to church, you're a nice person or whatever, and you know you, you did something when you were little, but you know you're not walking with God right now. You know you're not living in God's normal for your life. But you want to. Entering into the new normal of God is not done by trying to work hard enough at it. The first place it happens is saying, Jesus, I need you on the throne of my heart. Because that's how you enter into His purpose for you, is by having Him in charge of your life. And there might be some people here that say, you know, I've maybe done something like that before, but God knows I'm not walking with Him now, but I want to. And maybe there are other people here that you said, man, I didn't even know that's why Jesus came. And somebody asked me, I thought it was about going to church and that the pastor just wanted all my money. I don't know your background where you come from. People have all kinds of ideas. Jesus died for you because He's crazy in love with you. And He's got a purpose for your life. If no one told you that, I'm telling you now. And I'm going to ask you here in just a moment, I'm going to count to three, and if you're here and you're saying, I need to get things right with God today, I'm going to ask you to let me see your hand, to raise it up where I can see it. Not yet, but just a moment. And these are people, two people, two categories. One is, I'm getting things right with God because I know I'm not walking with Him and I need to get things right. I'm not talking about that you had a bad week or something. I'm talking about you're not walking with God and you know you're not. Okay? And the other category is, I've never asked Jesus to be in charge of my life. And I want to do that today. When I count to three, if you're those two categories, I want you to show me by raising your hand because I want to pray for you. Only if you mean it. Let's do it together in Jesus' name. One, two, three. Let me see your hands. Great. Anyone else? Yep, even outside the tent. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right, you can put your hands down. Many people, even outside the tent, raising their hands this morning to enter into God's new normal for them. I feel like there's some people that wanting to raise their hands, your heart was beating fast, and you know it was on your heart to do. That's because God is crazy in love with you. He's calling you. The creator of the universe is wooing you. 
I want to ask everyone here to stand for just a moment. Look at this butterfly by me. Isn't that cool? Wow. Come over. Newness of life. <laughs> God's calling some people out of their chrysalis, out of that stage birthing into this new life. In just a moment, everyone listen, outside of here as well, if you hear my voice outside of this tent, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you if you meant what you, what you did, by indi- you meant that you want to get things right with God when you raise your hand. I'm going to ask you, even if you're outside of this tent, I'm going to ask you to join me up here where I'm at in just a moment. There could be some of you here that you, were, you knew you were supposed to raise your hand, but you didn't. This is your chance as well to jump in on this. So if you mean it, if you meant what you said when you, by raising your hand, if you meant it, I want to personally pray with you. And if you didn't raise your hand, you knew you should have. All of those who meant it, right now in Jesus' name, come forward, please. Right now. You won't be the only one. A lot of people raise their hands. Come on out. Even outside the tent, you're outside the tent, come on and join me, please. Give them a hand as they come. Just spread across the front. Spread across the front. Thank you, God. It's your time to get in. If you needed to raise your hand, you know it. Right now, your heart's beating. It's time to get things right with God. It's time to get things right with God. There's more room. There's room for you. There's somebody else. Come on up. Come on. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You guys are amazing. We got somebody back here trying to get up. Thank you, God. Entering into the newness of Jesus does not mean that our circumstances all go our way and everybody likes us and everything changes in the moment. I was still in the same life I was for some time, but I had something that changed on the inside of me. And that seed that I received inside of me that of Jesus coming in my life, I began to grow and it changed the things that were on the outside of me as well. And that's what we're doing here. We're drawing a line in the sand and we're saying, Jesus, I want you to be in charge of my life. It's not a magic formula or something like that. It's really just talking to God. It's kind of like if you get naturalized and you're going into another nation, get naturalized to go there, you're giving your allegiance over to the leadership of that country. That's what this is about, saying, Jesus, I want you to be in charge. I want you to be the Lord of my life. And so the way that we do that is talk to God, and I want to help you talk to God about that. I'm going to ask everybody that's in the congregation to join me in this. The way that we're going to do this is I'm going to say a few words, and I want you to say those words out loud. But you're not talking to me. It's just a prayer that you're talking to God. And it doesn't matter if you don't mean it. I think you do mean it. Otherwise, you wouldn't come to the front here. But I'm just saying it's not a magic formula. It's being genuine in your heart. Okay? So let's all close our eyes. Let's... Fix our heart on Jesus. 
And let's pray together. God, I come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for proving it by sending Jesus. Today, I draw the line in the sand and I cross over. I give you my whole life, my past, my present, and my future. I ask you to forgive me for everything I've done wrong. I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my body. I am yours. Help me know your purpose for me. Help me to know you for myself. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my best friend. I believe Jesus came and He died on the cross and rose from the dead. I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Somebody thank God. All right, those, I'm going to ask you this, those that are up front, just to look at me. Did you mean what you prayed? Yes. Then I want to welcome you to the family. The Bible tells us that when we give our lives to Jesus, that we get born again. It's something supernatural that happens. We're born into the family of God. And just as a, a baby that's born, as I love to see all the, little ba- the babies that are around here, and the babies that are born, they're a part of the family, uh, but they still have to grow and develop a relationship with the rest of their family. In the same way, when we give our lives to Jesus, we're in the family, but we still need to grow and develop relationship. We actually get to know God for ourselves. We get to know the rest of the family of God that we are in connection with. This local church here is a fantastic place where they can help you. And I think they have some things here to hand you guys uh, that will help you to start. Just know that this is the beginning. This is the beginning of a new normal. And if you will engage your heart into what you just did, then that new normal will grow bigger and bigger in your life. And it will be more real because you were made for this. You were made for this. 